Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well today. We'd like to give a quick shout out to another new city, Bolivia, North Carolina. All right. Really small town in Brunswick County, if I can talk. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. So what you got? Got some good ones. Okay. Yeah. Where do hamburgers take their sweethearts on Valentine's Day to dance? I have no idea. The meatball. Oh wow that 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 one's especially atrocious. <laughs> I've got another. Of course you do. Some people eat snails. Okay, they must not like fast food. Oh wow! All right, <laughs> we've been talking about uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day traditions. Do you know what Canada does on New Year's Day? They go deer hunting. They actually, you're close. They go ice fishing. Yes, they go ice fishing. Families will rent heated huts and cooking equipment so they can enjoy their New Year's Day feast with loved ones right on the spot. So as they catch them, they cook them after they clean them, of course. Interesting. Yes. All right. And in Denmark... What they do is they throw old plates. They think that uh, if you throw a plate at your friends on their doorstep, uh, it will bring them luck. Of course, if you believe in luck, I don't really believe in luck. I believe in God's grace. But tradition has it that the more broken kitchenware in Denmark you accumulate on your doorstep, the better off you'll be for the next year. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. All right, so what's our topic today? We're going to talk about some fight for flight. We're going to get into a little right. more clinical uh, clinical aspects to therapy. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. You know, Psalm 139 states clearly that God makes our hidden parts. Uh, it says in uh, verse 13, uh, Psalm 139, for you, I meaning mm-hmm. God, created right. my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And so God makes us. He made our bodies perfect, and they work mm. together. Right. And so um, we're in a fallen nature. And because of a fallen nature, we can fall into many different things, whether it's chemical imbalances, whether it's um, uh, areas in our uh, central nervous system that right. uh, uh, are trying to compensate. Mm-hmm. And one thing with fight for flight, the amygdala, it's, it's called the amygdala hijack. Look at that big word you said. It's big words. Big word. Hooked on phonics work for me. <laughs> yeah. But the amygdala is an almond-shaped group of neurons in the medial temporal lobes of the brain, which plays a central role in the processing and memory of emotions, especially fear. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to fight for flight, anxiety, or PTSD, the amygdala hijack occurs when strong motions take over the thinking part of the brain. Yes. Uh, and what happens, um, you know, we, we go into fight for flight, and we wonder 
how, why did we why did we react the way we did? Right. Could be anger, could be fear, mm-hmm. could be extreme excitement. Right. Uh, but it brings anxiety. It brings uh, adrenaline rush. Definitely. Things like that. Does yes. that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. And what happens when we look at this emotional aspect of the amygdala uh, part of our brain is that what happens, the amygdala hijacking takes place when intense emotions such anger, fear, anxiety, or heightened excitement disrupt the functioning of the prefrontal cortex of the brain. And this, the region that I just mentioned mm-hmm. is located in the frontal lobe. It's responsible for governing rational thinking and processing emotions. Right. And so when this happens, when there is a, some sort of reciprocal connection between the uh, amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, and there's heightened activation, the amygdala corresponds with decreased activation Mm-hmm. Uh, to the prefrontal cortex. And during this, there's peaks, blood, oxygen, flow to the uh, uh, amygdala, rather the prefrontal cortex creates symptoms of fight for flight. So basically, when you're in this situation, your brain just kind of goes bonkers in different areas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, when your uh, amygdala is hijacked, mm-hmm. You know, a boss may criticize you at work. Right. And you yell back or quit your job because you're conditioned that way to right. where it just freezes. Yeah, I'm sure. And you're, it, it's shooting off right. this need to be uh, fight for flight. Yeah, get out of there. you really don't need to be. Right, right. Mm, you interesting. Know, or maybe there's a, you're on the expressway. I know no one. Has ever had this. Okay. And someone cuts you off. Oh, no. And you have this desire to maybe uh, lose your salvation and say something you shouldn't. Right. Um, a lot of times we're like, why in the world would I do something like that? I love mm-hmm. Jesus. And right. I wouldn't do anything like that if I was yeah. in person. Right. But you, I think it's this. Well, you don't always know. Right. You don't always know what you're going to do. Um, you know, like if you're in a dangerous situation. We had some friends uh, whose daughter and, and her uh, mm-hmm. husband were at the mall, mm-hmm. and um, she had had surgery. Mm-hmm. And she, um, they thought somebody said something about a shooting at the mall. And she was in a wheelchair. He was pushing around in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. this, these friends' daughter. And um, she jumped out of the wheelchair and ran to the bat and left her poor husband because that was her fight or flight Mm -hmm. and i can understand it because you know in today's world we've seen on the news all the you know horrible things that can happen and and you just and you know later she looked back and said oh i should not have left him Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you just don't know how you're going to react no and and that's exactly right i mean it could be you lose a a you're watching your football team. You're watching Liberty play. Yeah, yeah go Liberty. Go Fiesta Bowl. And they're not doing so hot. You right. know, I think we can not <laughs> maybe act ways we normally don't act. Yeah, we we've yeah, we've been in football games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and seen that. Or you get a call from the ER if there's right. an emergency of a loved one. I mean yeah. you know, the the definition of fight for flight mm-hmm. is a, it's a response. Physiologically reaction to a perceived threat. Right. God's wired our brain with the ability to compensate and give us amazing adrenaline 
for situations that we need as far as strength and um, strength and, and, and power. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's kind of like this. Would you rather have an alarm, smoke alarm that never goes off or one that goes off all the time? Um, well, you don't, if you have a fire, you want one that's going to go off. Right. Yeah. So you want one that's going to go off. Maybe it goes off a lot when you burn your toast. Yeah. But you know, it works. Right. Well, it's the same thing here. God has wired us with the ability. God has wired us with the ability to, um, be aware of danger. Correct. Be aware of heightened heightened struggles and heightened needs yes. in certain areas. Right. And so God has wired us in such a powerful way that he allows us to compensate with strength, with energy at times mm-hmm. of threat. Definitely. And helps us, you know, keep going. You know, it's kind of like if you're being chased by a bear. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're going to get amazing strength or you have a loved one trapped in a car. You've heard right. that where people have the ability to open, uh, yeah. uh, to pick up a car. Because they got this amazing adrenaline taken forth. And God is the one who gives them that adrenaline right. in fight for flight. So basically the body, when you're in fight for flight, yeah, uh, it prepares the body to confront the threat, which is fight, or escape it through flight. Correct. Yeah. It's basically an innate alarm system that indicates the body uh, or threat or harm to one's being. I like that. A little alarm system in your body. That's cool. Yeah. And so the, you know, kind of the explanation is, uh, like I mentioned prior, uh, it affects the sympathetic nervous system and the serv- the central, the sympathetic uh, nervous system activation basically is a system that's responsible for the body's fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. When activated, what this does, it prepares the body for a quick, decisive action in response to a th- threat of some sort. <laughs> if people could only see what's going on in our world right now. As we're doing this, our dog is going crazy. So I'm having a little bit of fight and flight stuff going on, trying to keep him calm. We're kind <laughs> of flying talking. and fighting. Our dog is actually da- was a dancing around the Christmas tree. <laughs> And he was jumping over the wire, trying to pull the microphone I out. thought he was going to unplug the microphone. So uh, I'm sitting here, fight or flight, as so you're talking. I think my sympathetic paranervous system mm-hmm. You're very activated. impressive. I, I was very impressed with how you were doing that. I just was kind of just yeah, going. you're just going. But anyhow, going on, release of stress hormones is the next thing in fight for flight. Mm. With adrenaline, it's called epinephrine. Okay. Uh, a lot of times they will give you epinephrine. If you uh, have allergic reaction, yeah, I had that or, one time. I had yeah. an allergic reaction. My throat closed up to an allergy shot of all things, yeah. and I had to get epinephrine. So yeah, so that is made by your body or noradrenaline. Yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, and so the adrenal glands release the stress hormones into the bloodstream in response to signals from the brain, and it plays a, a critical role in initiating or sustaining physical changes associated with fight for flight. I just have to stop you for a second and say, Please. isn't God really cool by doing this with our body, by, by giving us yes. those ways in our body to produce things and, and just to cope with life situations happening inside our body? You it's have really to have cool. a lot of faith, yeah. the wrong type of faith to right. be an atheist, because yeah. God created us and wired us with the capability and the abilities mm-hmm. to uh, compensate in times right. of a threat. Right. Absolutely. It's really yeah. cool. 
changes in the cardiovascular system mm-hmm. uh, when we're fight for flight, increased heart rate, elevated uh, uh, blood pressure, increased oxygen and nutrients to vital organs and muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is coming from what we, the, the process, the stage of fight for flight to give mm-hmm. us strength, yes. to give us energy and the ability to do things that we normally can't do. Yes. Uh, respiratory changes. We mm-hmm. begin to breathe uh, more, quicker, more right. often. Uh, enhancing respiratory exchange in lungs, mm-hmm. Meta- metabolic changes, releasing glucose, uh, muscular changes. We start to tense up, mm-hmm. preparation for action, uh, increased strength and speed. Pupil dilation occurs. It gives us more enhanced visual acuity, uh, peripheral vision, mm-hmm. uh, sensory cognitive changes, heightened awareness, more hypersensitive uh, to certain things. Um, and other changes as well. Right. So when we go for fight for flight, it usually happens as, as a result of anxiety disorder, PTSD, um, you know, panic disorder. Right. Um, and one of the, another physical, physiological aspect is the vagus nerve. Oh, not Las Vegas. <laughs> I was like, what? Let's go to Las Vegas. Yeah. We got a Las Vegas nerve. <laughs> they have found that stimulation of the vagus nerve mm-hmm. helps to relieve anxiety and fight for flight. Cool. Basically, the vagus nerve is part of your parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. It carries electrical signals between your brain and your body. And its main role is to control uh, automatic functions such as breathing, innate functions, breathing, heart rate, digestion. Hmm. But when in time of fight for flight, um, this is not stimulated the way it should be. Right. And so learning to stimulate the vagus nerve can improve the, uh, you know, your ability to control and counteract signals that cause anxiety. So some ways to do that, basic, basic, healthy life strategies. Okay. Exercise. Yes. Running, cardio. Swimming. Uh, swimming. That's what I've been weights, doing. Love it. Uh, are very good for stimulating the uh, vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, diet, the way you eat, mm-hmm. eating healthy and balanced, maintaining a good weight. Yes. Getting sufficient sleep. Uh, um, yeah. Tech, some techniques, things you can do to calm. And to stimulate the uh, vagus nerve is is focus on well, focus on God's word. Focus on God. Yes, yes. You know, going outside in creation, looking at His creation, the beauty of His creation, praying, listening to calming music mm-hmm. uh, that glorifies God, reading His word, meditating on His word um, is key. You have you have an app that you play the Bible on at night sometimes when you're having a hard time. Sleeping. I do. There's yeah. several on YouTube that yeah. you can get scriptures that are being. Yeah, quoted. be careful. Some of that stuff. You got to be, be careful. A little, yeah, you have to be it, careful but, um, what you pick to listen to. Make sure who it comes from that it's it biblical and everything like that. But yeah, listening to music. I know a lot of times we played praise music in the in the background when when we were feeling maybe especially stressed and that helped us to sleep better. So yeah, I'm very much for those things. David spent a lot of time as a shepherd mm-hmm. 
And he loved music. Yes. And I guarantee that that was a calming thing for David. And so right. in the Psalms, he wrote Psalms and Psalms. Yes, yes. Um, and he prayed a lot mm -hmm. and memorized God's word. He did, he did. Uh, so I think getting exercise, I think working on triggers. Yes. Um, Knowing so, what your tr triggers are first and then working on them, definitely yeah. important. Sometimes avoiding, sometimes facing them. Right. And desensitizing them. Mm -hmm. Um Remind yourself that you're safe, that things are okay. Right. Um, and and uh, cue your relaxation response. I mean, learning how to breathe. Mm -hmm. You know, they say if you can breathe six breaths mm -hmm. deep in and out mm -hmm. six times in a minute, right. you're going to start relaxing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because you're slowing down your heart rate. Right. You're slowing down your metabolic system. Mm-hmm. And you're calming your nerves, your, your CNS, your central nervous system. That's important. Yeah. Um, I think grounding is another thing. Learning to ground. Mm -hmm. Find things that you can, you know, find a, a beautiful flower, focusing mm -hmm. on maybe the red, the red uh, leaves of it mm -hmm. or something, or the, 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 the bulb. Mm -hmm. uh, focusing on maybe the green trees, mm -hmm. smelling the... Uh, the air that you're in, right? Uh, petting your your dog mm -hmm. and his fur, mm -hmm. uh, learning to appreciate God's creation, and kind of grounding yourself so that mm -hmm. you uh, feel safe. Yeah, focusing on those those things around you, so you can. And you know, it it's really sad that we have to even have this conversation. But you see, in our world today, you see all the commercials for people that have anxiety. You see all the commercials for people that can't sleep. You know, we've seen uh, children, young people, so many of them are having life issues in school and studying and things like this. So this is very important to learn how to do because we are in a troubled world and that trouble often comes upon us. So we've got to know how to deal with these things. And I think those, those are really good ideas to deal with it. Living in the present. Yeah. Not trying to focus on the past. Right. If you're focused on the past, <clears throat> Satan's got you exactly where he wants you. And you're going to miss maybe a blessing that God has for you because you're living in the past. You're going to miss the present. Right. If you're too focused on the future, then you're also missing it. That is true. I mean, Literally. there may not be tomorrow. Right. Well, that's true. Um, sometimes an ice cold drink of water helps. Oh. Yes. Or sometimes taking a cold shower mm -hmm. will shock your body back into uh, that makes sense. tranquility. Right. Yeah. Socializing with others takes mm -hmm. your focus off of it and helps you. Uh, reminding yourself of the truth and laughing. Yes. Comedy is huge. It is huge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these are, this is a little bit different. I mean, uh, sometimes we do go to some clinical things. Yeah. I think this... It's, it's amazing. There's theology in this. Yes. Because God created all things. Yes. Um, for his glory. Absolutely. And we can see even in this marred, sinful, fallen world mm -hmm. that God created us with the ability to compensate and uh, in, in a very complex way mm -hmm. uh, to heighten threat to our being. And it helps us remember that. God can take your mess absolutely positively without a shadow of a doubt. For his glory, for your good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Goodbye. Yeah.